Welcome to the Ball Realist Podcast, where our three realists talk about the most common misconceptions in all of basketball. Hope this helps. Enjoy the show, guys. Live now. Hello, welcome to the Ball Realist Podcast with Ball Realist 1, the main realist, Ball Realist 2, and Ball Realist 3. What's up, what's up? Let's get started. Okay, great. We're all in the... This this feels good. This This is the first Ball Realist podcast. We've been receiving a lot of hate on Instagram. It's true. I mean, first of all, we can start with how, you know, MJ's a fraud. You know, uh, three-pointers. We can. We can. I mean, his number is 23 for a reason. That's just 23%. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That's aggressive. Aggressive aggressive start to the podcast, but that's okay. Yeah, 30 points on 23 shots. I guess everyone should understand that's our mission statement, right? Is that our mission statement is that, you know, MJ couldn't keep up with today's shooting. MJ couldn't keep up with today's athleticism. You know, and LeBron is better than MJ. You know, this helps. This hope this helps, guys. Yeah. Hope we're hoping helps. that it all helps. We're hoping, we're hoping that, that we can help everyone listening to this podcast. I mean, so you can I, fully understand how this game really works. Yeah, you know, when you look at everything objectively, I see honestly not a massive difference between Michael Jordan and that of Demar Derozan. And I'm people hundred percent agree. Demar Derozan's a good NBA player. You know, he's nothing <laughs> special. He's six foot six guard, yeah. mid range shooter, not very good at threes, yeah. you know. But he well, can't dominate because he just can't wet that. Ball realist too. Shot. The other day you were talking to me, remember this? And you were saying Demar Derozan, if he was in MJ's era, he would have been a superstar, and he would have been, quote unquote, a legend, the goat, a legend. Demar Derozan, he'd be like a five time, five, six, seven times Finals MVP. Yeah. Okay, we are back at the Ball Realist podcast. Um, here we are with Realist 1, the main realist, with Realist 2 as well, and Realist 3. Realist 3, what's going on, guys? Checking in. Let's check in here. Um, you know, we've got some hot topics to cover today. Obviously, the Clippers and 76ers played on tonight. Um, and Marcus Morris, you know, going with the Clippers, pretty tough for the Laker fans tough, out tough, there. Tough, and, tough. Um, Embiid recently uh, commenting on Jimmy, uh, but, or I think it was Jimmy Butler commenting on Embiid's Instagram post that um, you what's the hero quote? The villain quote: "You live long enough to see yourself the hero." Um, what is that? You, one? It was like something generic, generic, just super generic, generic super generic yeah, quote. It was like you either. Um, it's like Joel Embiid, you have done fuck all. You either die a hero, you 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 either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Some exactly. bullshit like that. Shut the fuck up, Joel Embiid. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Moving on. I think what we really need to do is address some of our top posts that we've had that we've had from the past week. So what we're going to do is one by one, we're going to go through the post, the content, what we're saying in each post, and then we're going to see some of the heatest comments that we've been getting from our fans, quote unquote. So guys, this is the first post that we're going to have a look at here. So scenario, you go to the court to play basketball with your friends. You ask someone on your team, what are you good at? And they say defense and rebounding. Rational people know this means they suck ass at basketball. This is what Bill Russell is. Hope this helps. It's just, it's just an absolutely factual information. So, so guys, so Ball Realist 1, what do you think about this? I really want to hear what you, what your thoughts are, because you're the one who made this post. I mean, this is, you know, here we go, Mr. Bill Russell, 11 rings. What, let, let's, look at the, let's look at what Bill Russell was as a player, not those rings. So we're, talk, we're looking at a guy, looking at a guy who shot 44%. For his career from the field. Yeah. Shooting the ball two feet away from the basket. Yeah. In comparison, Dwight Howard is shooting 70%. Yeah. This season. Yeah. This season. Like, 
most centers shoot above 50. 50 you should. Miles. You should, yeah. To be fair, Dwight Howard has there. stepped it up a lot this season. Yeah, but even He before, wants a ring now. But even, but even before, even before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, so, totally agree. Bill, Bill Russell is nothing but an over-glorified, ringed-up yeah. Capella. Yeah. He would be traded. He If he was in the NBA today, he'd probably be traded around 10 million contract here, 50 million contract there. Yeah. He'd just be average. You know what the He'd, questionable all star? Questionable, definitely not. You know what the biggest thing about centers? I think they're so replaceable. So so replaceable. So, so if you are a genetic freak and you have long limbs, you can you can get a rebound on the basketball. You can jump up like six inches off the ground, throw in a layup. It's so easy. It's not hard. It's not hard. They're replaceable. That's what they are. And I'm sorry, like a lot of people on this page, we get a lot of comments. So defense and rebounding, defense and rebounding. Well, guys, like it's not the most valuable thing. It's not a skill. It's something that you're born with. It's a genetic, um, it's it's something you're born with. It, it's just God, it's God-given shooting. Exactly. A lot of people like uh, Ben Wallace, right? And Ben Wallace somehow was an all-star. And I think he averaged like what, like eight seven points, points per game? Seven points Four per points game. Four points per game? Yeah. Wait, no. he, that is just, I mean, we're talking, that is just so embarrassing. Yeah. I just don't think he, yeah. I just don't think even he, he should be talked about. No. Nope. Ever. No. Nope. So should we just quickly go through some of the comments that we've been getting, guys? Yeah, we've had yeah. some really interesting yeah, ones on this yeah. post. I really like this one. Yeah. So, so we got this from underscore Westside underscore Boy. Thanks for commenting, buddy. Um, he said, "Who says they're good at defense and rebounding? Lol. They know they suck." W. Exactly. W. Yeah. Well I done. Wanna, I just want to make this quick point that it's really generic. We all know if you're an NBA fan, you know Mark Jackson. Yeah. The one of the third commentator for TNT, and he'll say when it, so he'll say when it's Durant or Kawhi or LeBron, he'll say that's good defense, just better offense. The thing with that is I have never, ever, ever seen or such a low percentage of the time this occurs mm-hmm. where a defensive player mm-hmm. is like, oh my god, look at me, I'm so good at defense, I'm gonna go and shut down the best offensive player on the court like it doesn't happen I'm, like I'm, that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna hold this like five points no that player's gonna drop 35 30 25 doesn't matter what you do defense is just, even if it's Kawhi, as some of these it, people it, say in our comments yeah it's just no board man it's board just, man gets paid right does <laughs> defense can only take you so far yeah you can only take yeah. you can only take you so far, and it's just it's Yo, the built the game is built around having an exciting offense. That why do you think fouls are yeah. so easy? Like you get touched when you jump, yeah, go up for a jump the, shot, the, the and it's a foul. The rules in basketball make it so it's easier to score. Yeah, than than play defense. Well, because people want to see people score points. They don't care about like blocks are cool, but they're nowhere as sick as seeing someone drain, drain a three. No, exactly. From like the logo, like are you no, kidding also me? Too, because like if you hit the block right, like it is not guaranteed that it leads to a bucket. Yeah, you can get blocked just on the. It's end. not even guaranteed that you get possession. But Half the time, it goes out of bounds. Block is yeah. definitely an overrated stat. It's it's especially, a it, some blocks are cool. Out, some blocks are cool, especially if you block the ball and it yeah. goes out of bounds. And there's still like sixteen seconds. Yeah, it's like oh sick. It's like oh wow, well done. Yeah. Okay, guys. That's better than a basket. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I've got a really really funny comment from Celtics Craze here. Okay, I really want I really want to go over this with you guys. Okay, so he said. And I quote, bruh, teams can't get, wait, he said, bruh, teams can't without either of those things. First of all, that's really bad English. You should really work on that. I really don't know what you're trying to say here. But I think he's, what he's trying to get at is that you can't win rings without defense or rebounds. 
No. Realist one, realist two. Care to comment? No. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll comment. No, that is true. You can't get... You cannot win basketball games without 100%, yeah. rebounding. But let's not try and act like rebounds. Like, like if you're a, a rebound specialist, yeah. not, not, let's not try and pretend that that has, like, immense value yeah. compared to, like, an elite ball handler, yeah. an elite shooter, yeah. like, stuff like that. Like, Muxy Bogues, five foot three, had seasons where he averaged four rebounds a game. Yeah. Five foot three. He's five inches away yeah. from being legally classified as disabled yeah being, being a dwarf <laughs> being on tlc yeah big life small world or whatever it is it's that, um and he got little rebound. big world yeah. or whatever it is yeah he got rebounds yeah got, yeah against effort the, in the in the effort. 80s and 90s yeah it's the monsters in the paint the monsters yeah it might as well have been the monsters in the 80s right yeah the monsters pre well like yeah yeah it's funny i mean you do need rebounds, but like rebounds aren't going to get you points. Yeah, like here's the thing. It doesn't matter. When do you, when do you see an, an elite team win the championship? Minus the Pistons in 2004. Yeah. Whatever. That was 16 years ago. Yeah. What do you not see? There is always a clear to find number one option. Usually two, sometimes three, who can score the ball at an efficient rate. Yeah, and like that is why they win Finals MVP. Okay, yeah, okay, Andre Iguodala won. How about that? Oh, Durant wonder one after that. Oh, then Durant one after that. Oh, <laughs> Kawhi, LeBron. You know, it's just I'm sorry. Like Iguodala won Finals MVP on its Curry average twenty six six and five. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just ridiculous, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Hundred percent. And 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 LeBron also uh, dropped like thirty five, like thirteen and nine. Like on Iguodala, yeah, yeah, he had bad, um, he had bad uh, efficiency numbers on that series, LeBron. But like, when your second best player is Matthew Dellavedova, mm-hmm. like you, like the more volume you shoot, the 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 more you're gonna miss. Like yeah. it's, it just make it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense why. And then you're yeah. Jay- you're gonna get cold. Iman Shumpert. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, what have they ever done in their careers? Iman Shumpert, Dellavedova, Trist, like all these role players without LeBron James, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like, they are not good teammates. Average at absolute best. So, everyone, that was great. Let's move on to the next post, though. So, I'm now looking at one of our posts made by, I think this was Valryless one again. So, Michael Jordan, 23 shots per game, career attempts in brackets times three equals 69-point potential over a 30-point-per-game career. Negative 39 potential points. Okay, this is a little bit of a math equation here. I like it. I like it. Okay, so LeBron James, 19.5 shots per game. Career attempts by three equals 58.5 point potential over a 27 point per game career. Negative 31.5 potential points. And our caption was, as it always is, HTH. Yeah. Hope this helps. It's helping. It's not the most, um, like, it's not the most... uh, most beautiful stat ever. I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking rationally here. Yeah. You know, basketball team only has a finite amount of shots every single game, every 48 minutes, and MJ, goat MJ, yeah, MJ, is taking 23 shots a game. Yeah. And what I am receiving from that, on average, is 30 points per game. Yeah. I don't view that as a, so. Let's say you took twenty three threes, that's 60, 69 points. Yeah, that, that, that's how much potentially you could have 
gone in return. Yeah, and you're players. obviously not going to make all of those. No, 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 no basketball player. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, potentially, yeah. I could have received 69 yeah. points. Yeah. So, yeah. so when we look at LeBron, yeah. you know, LeBron doesn't shoot threes every every um, every session. Of no. course, two point two pointers are part of the game, but LeBron gives me a better return for how many shots he takes. It, 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 numbers it, don't lie. It's just numbers don't lie. And you know, for all those people who want to get loud about rebounding and assists, yeah, LeBron that's has fine. way more. Again, Le- LeBron has 4,000 more career assists than MJ. Yeah. He's got more rebounds also. He shoots better from the field, better from three. Like, there's really nothing that MJ has. There's no comparison. All, all, okay, all, the only thing MJ has over LeBron yeah. is mid-range shooting, which mm-hmm. is worth the same amount of points as a layup. As a layup. So I so yeah, sure. You can give MJ the mid-range crown. But like there's fine. Mid-range is doesn't matter. Like they're yeah, yeah they're far away, they're further away from the hoop than a layup, but yeah. like they just look nice. They don't doesn't mean anything. It, Whereas it, a 3 it's, it's statistically worth 33.3% more. Yeah. And that that adds up over four quarters. Yeah. I mean, MJ, like... And you can see that in the modern era of basketball. Like, um, do, do, should, should LeBron just uh, shoot mid-range shots just to please everyone? No. Should, should he just take a harder shot on purpose just to show that he can do Or should he just make the smart basketball IQ yeah. play and just lay the ball in well, the look, superior size? Look at him. He's a freight train. He is a genetic yeah. specimen. Yeah. Why would he not run through the likes of Matthew Dellavedova? Mm-hmm. in the paint like because he can do it every single time exactly. and just exactly. dunk it exactly. and look like fucking sick exactly yeah exactly it just it just makes no sense to me yeah i yeah. also saw a stat that uh didn't lebron pass mj in like all-time free throws made or something recently? yeah yeah that, that's not even something he really even like obviously it's his worst stat and yet he passes mj yeah you know? yeah. yeah i mean i mean it's just uh people will people will bring up uh his lebron's free throw percentage and they'll compare it to mj's and mj's is superior but you know, so MJ shoots ten percent better from the free throw line than LeBron James. Yeah. So he's ten percent better at LeBron James at something that's worth one point, while LeBron James is eleven percent better. <laughs> LeBron James is eleven percent better, twelve percent better, actually, than MJ at something that is worth three points. Yeah. So you tell me what's better, being twelve percent better at something worth three or 10% better at something worth one. Yeah. I, that's just, I'm not, I'm, I'm this, fucking math here. Yeah. Simple math this, here. this is our mission statement over at Ball Realist. Objectivity, yeah. realism. Yeah. It says it, it says it on the book. Numerical value is important. Yeah. Stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. And that's what people need to focus on. Yeah. Not just because that the 80s and 90s where MJ was a star, just because it was quote unquote rougher doesn't mean that you shouldn't just doesn't mean you can just make allowances for him. I haven't even gotten to the errors yet. We haven't gotten there yet, but we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. It's early days yet. Yeah, this we'll is episode one. We'll get to, we'll get to the uh, to the uh, the Burger King cooks. Okay, guys, should we move on? Yeah, I okay. just want to make a quick comment. Um, I did. Uh, uh, we we did we did post something or realist one posted this, but LeBron has made one thousand two hundred fifty more three point shots than Michael Jordan. And that's just kind of what you're Holy saying. Holy shit! You know, like uh, when he scores, he has more value. So he, that, that's so he's basically got triple the amount of threes that MJ's got. It's just, and then you know people want to bring up. Oh, he's made more three pointers than Michael Jordan's made shots. No, no, no. He's or made more three. Made more threes he's, than he's, than MJ. A couple of days ago, he had, he has 
1,250 more threes than MJ, and MJ's got like 500 something threes made oh, okay. on his career. Yeah. So LeBron's better at shooting than MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not. Doesn't matter. It's not, it's not really my opinion. I'm just like looking at. Yeah. Like what factual evidence is? It, yeah. It exists. Objectivity it's, does exist. Yeah. It, it does. It does. Unfortunately, on this show, it does at least. Unfortunately for MJ. Yeah. Um, I got a question actually for realist uh, over here. Um, I got some family back at home, some uh, Cleveland Cavalier fans. And Drummond, as you know, went over there. Uh, we posted that the trade was completely irrelevant as fuck, which it is. Um, I just want to know what you think of it. I'm going to give you some stats here first. Um, so he shot, let's see, on 17 field goal attempts this season. Andre Drummond has averaged 19 points and 14 rebounds. What do you think? Listen, if I was a GM on a team... And I drafted Andre Drummond, okay? I drafted him because of, like, the, what, my second pick or whatever he would be. And he turned out to be a rebounding machine, you know, tried hard, you know, get some points. I would offer him no more than $15 million a year. No more than $15 no more million, than 15 million a year. No more than, no more than $15 million what does, a year. What does uh, Rudy Gobert get paid? Does anyone know that off the top of their head? Oh, I think, he, I think, I think he's... Uh, Get a man. 20, Imagine being 20, a Utah 20. fan. Yeah, but he, he, he will. He will Utah get a max. He will get a max. His PR. His PR team is is isn't is so good, so good, and uh, he will get that contract. And Utah's done. I mean, the, I mean Donovan Mitchell though. I mean, his. Best, what do we think? His biggest accomplishment is almost winning Rookie of the Year to a guy who wasn't a rookie. So. It's tough. Yeah, right now he's on a $102 million contract with the Utah Jazz, including $94 million guaranteed, and quietly has become eligible to sign a Supermax extension in the 2020 offseason. He'll get that. He'll get that. Um, that max contract? He'll get that max yeah. contract, yeah. That, that's, that's over for yeah. Utah. Over. Mm -hmm. Even though it was already over, but now it's just more over. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with Rudy Gobert? Like, well, it's not a team you can build a team around. You can't build a team around a center. What did we just talk about? It's a, it's Centers unlikely. are replaceable. It's unlikely that Rudy Gobert will rebound his way to an NBA championship. No, probably not. He can't even rebound his way out. Do you think he can make a three-pointer? I mean, he he can't even rebound his way out of the out of the second round right now. Yeah. So. Hope this helps. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break. All right, guys. So we're going to go over another one of our latest posts here. Um... So this one actually received a huge amount of hate this week. We had like, how many comments was that? Something like 40 something. Uh, so this one, it was a picture of Iguodala in his new Miami Heat jersey. And we said, and I quote, this trade means fuck all IMO, in my opinion. This Heat signed him for two years for 30 million. Lol, he's fucking 36. Hope this helps. So, Realist One, I want to hear your take on this. Okay, so, just want to make you know that I'm a bit of pretty bored, pretty huge Golden State Warriors admirer of the last, um, the last dynasty. Definitely watched them quite closely. And um, Iguodala, over the last couple of years, has, has declined significantly. significantly. Yeah. He was never an elite guard scoring wise in this game he's good at he had his moments but his moment he was clutch he could he would uh get some nice dunks good in transitions yeah. um good on the good at perimeter defense decent ball he was player. poor in last year's yeah, finals yeah, could, yeah, could it, did, oh, yeah he was poor he, he he just got just dominated yeah. by siakam yeah whatever it couldn't 
Kyle Lowry. Uh, he just could not. He's, okay. Anyways, the, he's thirty. He's older. Thirty-six. Plus, yeah. Thirty-six now. And Don Patrick Riley has just decided to hand Iguodala a two-year contract, fifteen per year. That to me just screams of reach. Screams yeah. Screams. He's reach. trying to. He's trying to squeeze. What's he gonna do? He's gonna give you like seven points. Yeah. You know, he might get in the road. He might get. He might disrupt the development of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. It's yeah. just not a great pickup. Not a good move. Opinion. No, not. A He's lot. trying to squeeze in a has been. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so where would you have seen him going then if it wasn't? I just think he's an irrelevant player in today's league. You think he should retire? I mean, if he wants that bag, he can't hit him for running the bag. But he's not going to be a deciding factor on a championship winning team. Maybe like a role. Maybe a role player. Oh man, maybe at, at best, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, during the Golden State run, even with Durant and everything, two two uh, role players that were always really, really cute for the Warriors were Livingston and Iguodala. And when when KD went down, um, last like like the lack of depth was exposed. Like Iguodala and Livingston didn't fuck all to compensate. Whereas like I think in the past they would have been able to to compensate for Kevin, but they did fuck all before that. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, just looking over here too. I mean, just like the last uh, few years, like you said, I mean, Agadala went, you know, six points. His total rebounds that year was three point eight for twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen, and then the next year, twenty eighteen twenty nineteen, averaged five point seven points per game, and then three point seven rebounds per game. It's just, trash. I mean, for fifteen million per year, I mean, that's just not. He's thirty. He's just gonna get worse. <laughs> It's not like oh, this is Iguodala's level. Yeah, like the, you know, he's going. He's to only going to get worse. Yeah, get older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should we go over some of the comments that we ha- that we've been receiving? Yeah. Okay. I've just been looking through these and I found a few funny ones. So let's have a look. So this is from Noah underscore Q two. Thanks for the comment, Noah. Um, you said you talk so much trash while you sit down and make Instagram posts for a living. <laughs> the worst part is your posts get more terrible each time. Nice English, Noah. More terrible. More terrible. More terrible. Yeah, well done. Um, terrible. What do you guys think about that? Well, Noah, if you're going to comment on our post, I mean, first, uh, buddy, I think you ought to go back to school for that one. Maybe learn the English. We, we speak English on uh, on our Instagram. Yeah, you're, 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 the ball realist reply to that one was cry more. Hope this helps. We're hoping that that helps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry if a basketball player is not good at basketball. I'm going to say that they are not good at basketball. You know, I didn't attack... Equidala personally, there's no personal attacks. Yeah, unless you abuse, the page. unless you abuse the page. Yeah. It's just factual. It's yeah. just factual evidence. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're just exactly. we're just exposing exactly. it. Exactly. I just I need to read this comment thread between you and Noah because I'm actually reading further, and this is this is some beautiful stuff here. So, Noah in reply said, "Your only response is hope this helps." To which Ball Realist responded, "Funny thing is, I have no idea who either of you are." enjoying from the sidelines i have the follow back option for both of you hope this helps yeah it's a beautiful reply i mean you know we have a bunch of people interacting with the page who will tell me you make horrible posts speaking as if they've been following for a really long time yeah by the way yeah and i like a lot of them i have no idea who they are they're so horrible why are people following I, I, i literally have like I know some of them, of course, but yeah. some of them, some of them, I have no idea who they are. We have mental real estate. 
mental real estate there. mental real estate i would be happy to send some cash for the rent in their head i would be down to do that i don't want to but you don't know who they are but i, I would give them rent i don't, yeah. I don't I'm like because i feel bad yeah, these people are clout chasers, man. Like, you know, they always just try and get on. Like, they're just down for controversy. Like, you know, even our biggest haters, they just follow us. It's just the funniest thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We like it. We like it. They're fine. They're fine. All right, guys. Should we move on? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's have a look at our um, Andrew Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell trade. We made a little post uh, a few days ago. Uh, looks like it was six days ago. So our post said, and I quote, good job by the Timberwolves for trading a superior, athletically bigger, longer, better in transitions and doesn't need the ball to be effective for a player that puts up decent numbers on below average efficiency that usually results in a losing effort going places. Well done warriors, more trade resources for a superstar. You know, but just before um, Realist One starts, I mean, I like D'Angelo Russell. You know, I like D'Angelo Russell. I think he's got, all, you know, obviously, I think he's got a great, you know, three-point shot. I think he's a great facilitator. I think he's got a nice floater. I think he's sneaky around the basket. And But this man to my left over here thinks the trade was very, very good for the Warriors, and they're just the clear winners in it. What do you think? See, D'Angelo Russell... Is an interesting one. I, I'm not a huge fan of D'Angelo Russell. Never have been. I didn't really like him coming out of college. He was drafted by the Lakers, right? He was drafted by the Lakers. And um, and he just uh, never really... He, he's, he's a decent ball handler. Decent ball handler. He is a decent shooter. And he's a decent, decent uh, playmaker, right? Mm-hmm. However, right, like, there's problems with him. Yeah, he's a very poor athlete for NBA standards, especially a especially a young guard. Mm-hmm. He's poor in transitions. He missed. It. He's a high. He takes a lot of shot. Misses a lot of shots. He will give you a lot of points, but he'll take a lot of shots to get and there. They usually result in a losing effort. He yeah. doesn't compensate for holes. No, and he does not fit with Curry and Clay. Would you say he's got the clutch dude? I mean, he's not really ever proved to say he's at the club. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's never he's never got his team into that position yeah, where he, he can I prove mean, that. I mean, I mean he, he he did the ice and vein shit when he was in the fucking... It's kind of sick. It's kind of sick. He did it in the summer league. I mean, he yeah. did bring Brooklyn to the playoffs last yeah, year. Five, I mean... 500, 500 record. 500 record. Let's, let's calm. Yeah, they're in the East. I mean... I mean... It's tough. They're like, you know, they're okay. I mean, what, what were they? Seventh or eighth seed? Yeah. Nothing impressive. The, the point is... He first, made, first round exit? Still, still first round exit? Still, still you know, made still, it, made still made it. it. Still yeah, made it. they still made it. But, like, you can't say that they're not better off with Kyrie. 100%. You know? 100%. Like, who would you pick? He's not a superstar by any means. No I don't think he's a superstar no of the making. No, no, he's, he's and no as you said in, in our post, like he, Wiggins like, is way better. He's effective off the ball. He's more, he's more athletic. He's, he's bigger. He's stronger. He's longer. I mean, he's, he's he is a worse shooter. However, like like you, you look at D'Angelo Russell. He he's so lazy without the ball. Yeah. he doesn't have the ball. He, he he's like he's like a a shittier yeah a shittier. He's like got hardened size. Yeah. Okay. But at Harden's lack of movement, it's yeah. got like the talent level of like Brandon Jennings. Yeah. Shooting. I remember a few months ago, we had a discussion about the Houston Rockets. And like, I was talking to you about how, like, I thought how they were going to be the next championship team. This was sometime last year, I remember. And you're saying the reason that they don't work is because they have so many on ball players. This was when Chris Paul and James Harden 
were on the team. And would you say that's like the similar kind of effect? Like D'Angelo, he's like an on-ball player. He needs the ball to be effective. Whereas like the Warriors, for example, like Clay, look at Steph, look at Durant. They can all be effective off the ball. And is that why you think Wiggins is going to be such a lethal weapon for the think, for the Warriors? Uh, listen, the people, you know. Wiggins hasn't been the greatest defender thus far in his NBA career, but when you look at him, he's six foot eight, he's long, he's a freak athlete, you know, he, he has all the tools. He was with a bit one of the biggest prospects yeah, coming had, out of college. He, he had like a fifty inch He played vertical. for Kansas, yeah, right? Like yeah. Kansas. He had like a fifty inch vertical in the draft. Like like he he's legit Just to kinda of get back on the Wiggins here, I think I'll say something. Um yeah, I think it's a good new start for Wiggins. You know, I mean, he was kind of asked to be the first player option on the Timberwolves, you know, um, I, and he had, I think, a lot on his shoulders. And I think now being the third option, you know, with Steph and Clay right in front of him, I think it'll be easier to find his place, find his groove more, you know, try some things. And uh, his game just, you know, complements him beautifully. And I think, you know, like you said, too, that D'Angelo Russell was just too on ball, you know, for the Warriors. This doesn't work. And then he needs to go to a team that truly needed a point guard. You know, and he couldn't play third fill in that system. And even uh, Steve Kerr came out a few days ago saying that it was a very questionable fit. Doesn't fit. Dude, Andrew Wiggins is a lot like uh, Harrison Barnes, but he's better than Harrison Barnes. So all he has, to, and then like you got Stephen Clay coming back. And you know, the Warriors, let's see. I personally, I still would be look, look to move Wiggins if you get the number one pick and yeah require like another superstar level player to come I don't know well let's see what let's see how Wiggins we'll performs we'll you know see, we'll yeah, see. see I think he could be a really good fit with Steph and Clay. yeah, yeah I, I, I agree and it's not like unfair like it was with Durant so I mean I could be really interested yeah, to see this new Warriors yeah, this new look Warriors definitely all right guys that was great um let's move on so I think we should really just have a discussion about the NBA trade deadline so one of the latest trades that I'm looking at here is the Clippers landed Marcus Morris in a three-team deal. Ball realist too, you really look like you have something to say here. I mean, you know, Marcus Morris going to the Clippers was just a complete shot at, like, the Lakers. I mean, I think the Lakers, first of all, you know, had a tough time moving anyone after the Kobe incident, but really just, you know, finding who they would move and what they would get back in return, you know. Um, I know that the Knicks wanted uh, Kuzma and Danny Green for Marcus Morris, and that was just really tough to give up Danny that's Green. That's tough, yeah. Especially because, you know, how yeah, well Danny's been shooting. Not, but you, also lose a, you also lose a body. If you uh, if you give that, you get like two players for one. And yeah, get, yeah, it's like and like yeah, I, I wouldn't have. Uh, it looks like the Clippers get Isaiah Thomas as well in that deal. It's interesting. Yeah, and um, Isaiah Thomas was actually, uh, I think, he bought out, or he just wasn't. I don't think they're going to actually I, I, add I him to the, the roster. I, I think the Clippers just cut him. Yeah, they cut him. Oh, they cut him right away. Okay. Yeah, they cut him. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it it's tough for it to find his place right now. You know, yeah. I mean, I think he works so well in that Brad Stevens system, uh, twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen uh, season. You know, but it's tough for it. But just back. To Marcus Morris, I mean, he's a 19.6 points per game scorer. I mean, um, this season he was with the Knicks in the East, so that was you know relatively easier. Um, yeah, I think it's a problem, you know, because I don't think the Lakers have any consistent scoring at the bench, you know. Yeah, it's just um, the Lakers. When you look at the roster, they're just uh, they're really short from the guard position. Mm -hmm. I know Marcus Morris isn't a guard, but you look at you're looking for forwards that can maybe um, compensate for that. Yeah, and like he does shoot the the three 40 percent good good shooter better than mj M much better <laughs> literally 42.9 percent three-point shooter yeah he's like he's a good three-point shooter yeah he's, he's he's quite tall a uh, good inside forward not really great at um guarding the perimeter but that's i guess that's not really what the lakers 
Yeah. And even though the Lakers are kind of looking for that, it's not like the worst thing ever they didn't get Marcus Morris, but I'm concerned for the Lakers for sure. Yeah, but I feel like they're missing a little something. Rondo really needs to step up how he was. Rondo had a good game last night, you know, 23 points, and he was just lights out from three. You yeah, know. like, he, Rondo is an interesting one. Like, he's been shit for a long time. Like, like for he was really good on Boston, and then he went to Dallas, didn't really work, and he's had stints in Sacramento, Chicago, and now he's with the Lakers. And yeah, I was just, I, I, I keep on thinking about the, the, the series when he was in Chicago on Chicago with Butler and Wade, and um, I remember again in the playoffs against the Celtics against Isaiah Thomas, the Celtics. Rondo turned into a different beast, a different. I remember that, yeah. Different animal, like like the Rondo of old, like playoff basketball Rondo, and he needs to get back to that for the Lakers to have a chance because Rondo at his best is better than Patrick Beverly at his best, yeah, and are probably better than Lou Williams also at his best. Even though Lou Williams to score, Rondo has. Let's, let's Rondo. Let's let's, let's let's talk about it. Ron, Rondo is a championship player he was a primary ball handler on a championship winning team mm-hmm. a primary ball handler on the championship winning team. not a lot of players can say that no not a lot of players can say that no so he needs to get back to his best for the lakers to have any chance or lebron has to go 38 percent from three anthony davis 35 a game has to be crazy we'll see they need some guards yeah i don't think they're gonna get any that's why lebron's just playing point guard the whole time yes yeah, so it'll be difficult like what you're saying is to find something that's going to um, compensate for scoring off the bench versus like you know what the Clippers have. Exactly. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, now that you know, obviously, too, that Darren Collison um, recently has said that he's actually going to stay retired and not come back. Couldn't deal with the pressure, probably. Could deal with the pressure. Maybe he just said that he was even considering to boost his brand. You never really know what the guy was thinking. So, guys, what do you think? Who's going to come out of the West this year? <sighs> Such a tough call. That's a that's a big 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 like, question. Is it a battle of L.A.? You know, LeBron has to bring it home because him and Anthony Davis is a better duo on paper than Paul George and Kawhi. Even though, George Paul? Yeah. Even though, George even, Paul. Though, even though the Clippers, from 1 to 10, their roster is way better than the Lakers. Way yeah. Way better. But you got to think that... They have the superstars. And not just the superstars, but they have like the... You know, they just got... They've, they've, they've got, just got like, 3 and D players all over the fucking place. They've got place. three players like... Patrick Beverly, even though he's average, he's like a decent average. He's like a role player, but he's like a decent role player. Yeah. And you got Lou and Trez off the bench. Yeah. Montrezl Harrell having a good year. Doc Rivers, he's a little bit of an overrated coach, in my opinion. Still a good coach, though. More, more accomplished than Frank Vogel, that's for sure. Um, I'm actually ready on my own questions I have, you know, for realists. Since I also, too, as since I am a part of this, um, you know, the podcast and the page, I'm also a fan of the page as well. I want to ask you, um, what do you expect from Kyle Kuzma if he's now to be on this Lakers team since, you know, obviously there were no moves made for him at the trade deadline? What does he need to, need to do to be better? Like, how to fit into this Lakers team? I mean, Kyle Kuzma, like, if he... For right now, he's just a player who gets the ball, the ball sticks with him, and he's just going to shoot that ball, right? Uh, if he could uh, learn how to play make, pass, maybe not make the wrong basket... Like... On transitions, it'll be a 2v1, and Kyle Kuzma will go for the contested dunk instead of the easy two. Like, Low basketball like you? 
not even just low basketball IQ. It's almost like he's he's playing as like a millennial trying to boost his stats for the Instagram clout. So mm-hmm. like, rather than buying into a winning culture and yeah. sacrificing for the team, because which is, which is weird. You think LeBron would sniff snuff that out right away? Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're if you're a, if you're a, how tall is Kyle Kuzma? He's not not he's short. Like six ten. I think he's, he's a big guy. He, he's, he's quite tall. I think Kyle Kuzma. He's a he's de- he's like a 24, 25 year old. His body's fully developed. He's decently athletic. He should be better on D. Should be. Should be. Uh, like he, tried, oh, yeah. he has all the tools for me to try on D, but he doesn't. And he's not good enough offensively to compensate for his being him being shit on D. Yeah. And he's not a ball handler either. So Kyle Kuzma just needs to understand what he is. Mm-hmm. And he's just a role player. He's yeah. Like he needs to humble himself a little bit. Yeah, I I I, to- I totally agree. Um, you know, and also also like that shot selection and stuff, and like that IQ. That's just not going to get it done if you're trying to be like you know an elite player. You know, you need to really uh, I just think kind of reinvent your game a little bit, as you were kind of saying. Hundred percent. You know, and um, it does also too a lot though to be asked to be the third option of such a uh, contending Lakers squad. Yeah, it you is. Know? So at the same time, and also he did go thirtieth in the draft overall, I think in twenty seventeen. You know, so this is also quite a fast development for him. But I mean, hey, if you're a Laker, this is what is asked of you. This is what is required. A professional of you. basketball player. Yeah, more so. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, what I'm just saying though is like, you know, if he was on a shitty team though, then you know they would at least let him be able to take those shots. They wouldn't yeah. really mind that much. You know, but these are valuable possessions. The yeah, team actually definitely. has a chance. Definitely. All right, guys, that was great. So um, now we just want to go over some questions from Instagram. We had a number of people reply to our story there. So we're just going to pick a few of the best ones. And yeah, we'll go from there. So the first question that we got was from Chad F. Anderson. And he asked us, which current NBA player most fits the frail archetype of the 20th century? See, I would say that... Sean Livingston, Golden State Warriors Sean Livingston would be like probably all star caliber all all star caliber player in the uh in the eighties and nineties. DeMar DeRozan would probably be like a superstar. You know, two guys who are tall, athletic, long, can dribble. Uh DeMar DeRozan obviously a bit more of a scorer. Harry would be the goat. Yo, Curry, Curry or Larry Bird? Oh, Jesus Curry, Christ. Curry. I mean, imagine Curry on a shortened three-point line. Just, I mean, I, I, it's Bird like free throws. <laughs> it just wouldn't be, wouldn't be fair. And the perimeter defense is just so, so not as good back in the day. It's just everyone's like, oh. But the question is, would they adjust? The question is, it's not... Would they adjust? Let's let's just let's just uh, observe the reality. Yeah, that's Everyone true. Everyone tells me how good the defenses were in the eighties and nineties. Unreal defense. But the sad thing is, is that you're judging defenses who didn't have to guard the perimeter. It's true. So it's easier. Yeah, it is easier. Easier. They're like they were interesting. Th- easier. Yeah, because so the the paint was more packed. You literally have to run less. Yeah. To, to defend. Yeah. Back in the, it's just such a joke to me. How much further? How much closer in was the three point line back in the day? It was. Do you guys know? Ninety seven. It was shortened. For how? Feet. How, how? Like a couple feet. Yeah. Oh so it was like it was like it's thirty feet now down to like like twenty like no, seven. No, it's not. No, 
it's not 30 feet. What is it? It's like 27 feet. Yeah, it's like something 27 points something. Yeah. You should look that up. Yeah. There's 23 feet, 23 feet, 70.75. Right now? You know, even Giannis on Zoombo would just, just, just dominate. Oh my gosh. That's 23.75 feet. Okay, next question. All right. This is this one's from Mark DeFilippis. Sorry if I said that wrong, buddy. Um, he asked, what is the best way to tell how great a player is? Um, how... I mean, the best way to tell how great a player is, well, I mean, first of all... Like, not rebounds. Not rebounds, <laughs> right? I mean, the primary things that they should be able to do is score. You know, I think that the, makes someone pretty great. The, like, the the important things of basketball are this. is ball handling, playmaking, scoring, shooting, driving, you know. Um, like, really it. like these players, they don't get max contracts for defense and rebounding. I mean, you, you do if you want to be a shit team. Yeah, that's why you give max contracts to fucking Andre Drummond, and you you come you, you you peak by being the eighth seed in the East and getting blown out in the first round every every year. That's what happens when you do that. Yeah. So essentially, in a nutshell, the best way to tell how good a player is is their offensive capabilities. That's like where the true skill lies because yeah, like what you do on the defensive end, it, it's supplements. It, it's just effort. It all it it's amounts to is just running effort. It's just effort, it's just effort. and gr- like yeah. you're. Yeah, just like your work ethic, yeah. essentially. It's just effort. It's not as much of a skill. Like, it's like to be like to be honest, rebounding, I would say is like forty percent luck. If the ball ends I up would bouncing, I would, if I went on the on the NBA court, I would get. That's if you think about it, rebounding is the easiest stat that anyone could get. It doesn't doesn't matter. But like, but practice. Like, what if the what if the ball bounces away from you? Like, there's nothing you can do to control that. Whereas when you're shooting, you can't practice exactly. When you're shooting, that is you. Like, that's all you. No one's else, no one else is. No one else is getting in the way of that. Exactly. The arc that you put on the ball, the spin you put on the ball, like if you cross someone up and if you drive towards the hoop, that's all on you. Yeah. Rebounding, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that shit. All right, guys, let's move um, on. And I'll, I'll, I just want to ask a realistic question. Um, so you just were talking about like like what makes a great player a great player. Um, and I'm sure that you feel that LeBron has more of the complete package than MJ. Does MJ even have a complete package of any kind? Um... He's not the worst player ever. Really, really, he's not the worst. He really isn't. He's okay. He's good. But he can't shoot at all. He can't shoot threes. <laughs> um, he's... Can he's, shoot mid-ranges. It's just, I just have a... I just have a pro, I just... MJ was good for his time, for sure. But I just have a real hard time... Like, tr- have a hard trouble believing that a six foot six guard shooting mid range shots would come in to the NBA in 2020 and dominate. It's Scotty Pippen, a six, a six, nine guy. You can't shoot let's, either. Let's do a quick comparison. This will be fun. Okay. Who would, who would struggle more MJ in this era or Steph Curry in MJ's era? Oh my God. God. Oh my God. Steph, Steph Curry Steph would just, half court now they wouldn't know, nothing. they wouldn't know how to guard him. That like they would, they'd, they'd send three guys at him and like, and every time he'd be double, triple team, he'd just pop it up and it would be like an easy two to like the open teammate. It would be a joke. Yeah. The way he creates space. Like, I don't think anybody can create space. Like he's like a magnet on space. the floor. No, his, yeah. his, oh yeah. His handles, like him, Kyrie, Chris Paul, James Harden all have like the best handles. Tier one handles like yeah. their own sort of James Harden team. too. Yeah, James Harden, great, great ball handler. Yeah, great, unreal great ball handler. Yeah, yeah. 
And I also think too, like being such a good, you know, spot up shooter like Steph is. I mean, like you know, and and you were saying this earlier, realist, like um, even before this uh, recording, that being off ball and knowing how to run around without the basketball is such a valuable skill. Such a valuable skill. You know, and I think that Curry would just fit into any system. Like MJ also could just you know eat time off the clock. You know, like. MJ played in the uh, the the triangle offense. I mean, no one ever wants to bring up that MJ played for Phil Jackson, who's won like ten NBA championships, and like LeBron's been coached by Ty Lue and Eric <laughs> and Eric Spolstra. But like, so like, and so they didn't have like a a, a system in place that like that like guaranteed you championships. Yeah. Right, whereas like, but like MJ got to play in the shit eighties and nineties with the triangle, where like it just accommodates players who have no real offensive talent. Uh, it, the, the triangle would not work in two thousand twelve. There's a reason it doesn't exist anymore. It's an mm-hmm. antiquated system. I mean, Phil Jackson tried to do it with the Knicks when he was the president, and they won a lottery. Yeah, terrible. It's just, it's just. There's so many things about MJ's game that's just not impressive to me and it was just tailored really just for a time you it, know? he was great greatest of his time yeah for sure not the greatest of all time yeah not not even close that's what a lot of people i feel like when they think greatest of all time they think that spans over the whole course of history but like he, he dominated his would era. he really be the greatest of this time no no we no, wouldn't he'd be demar Derozan in this league he'd okay. be a little bit better a little but, bit more polished he would be like a russell westbrook yeah he would be a little bit of a taller Russell Westbrook, not as fast. Yeah, look, if, if, Russell Westbrook—he's an athletic monster. Yeah, for people, that, one of the most entertaining players to watch, I think. For people to tell me that yeah. MJ is the goat, put MJ. Oh, sorry, put for example, put like you know a player, obviously like, like Kevin Durant. Put Kevin Durant on that Bulls squad when MJ won his six rings. He might even have more, you know. If it was Durant, like in that era, you know, Durant's dropping eighty points a game in that era. Uh, 80. 80. <laughs> All right, guys, should we move on? <laughs> next, <laughs> the next question is Iverson, colon, fraud? Wow. Is, Hashtag Eastern Conference champs. Is Allen Iverson a fraud? Realist one. Let's hear it. Allen Iverson, extremely high usage rate of a player, inefficient scorer, can't shoot threes, just gets a lot of points on a lot of shots, doesn't lead to wins, uh, needs the basketball to be effective, not very... Extremely overrated. Um, it will be forgotten in 10 years. Would you say he's comparable to that of D'Angelo Russell? You know how we were talking about that D'Angelo earlier. D'Angelo Russell is at least can shoot a little bit. But yeah, a little similar. Yeah. Similar. Similar in the way that they're not similar, effective similar. and they both need the I mean, ball it, to be effective. Yeah, sim- yeah. A lot of shots. Yeah. You get some points, but you're also going to miss a fuck time. Yeah, he misses a lot of shots. Yeah. I mean, his, his efficiency numbers are, are terrible. It's yeah. terrible. And he can't, for what it's worth, he's... A liability on defense either, so we can't compensate for it. Okay. Yeah, so. you know we're getting a lot of hate for this uh, Allen Iverson one too, and you're just just breaking people's hearts, man. Like you know, people think that too. He could adjust to this era, you know, and there, there's just no way he could. Like he would have learned, you know, to shoot a three, you know. Like I mean, I just don't. He would have. Yeah, what, what, what do you? What's that argument? He would have. Yeah. What do you think about that argument? So many people think, say, MJ, he would have adapted. He would have done this. They would have done that. Uh, but like, do we point. really know that he would have? Like, he was shit. He his three point percentage from a sh- from a easier three point line was worse than that of who was it, Drummond that you said, Andre Roberson. Andre Roberson. 
his three-point percentage was worse than Andre Roberson from closer in. It, exactly. Like, he just... MJ just doesn't have the offensive repertoire to dominate this era. So you can't just keep making these allowances yeah, for him. would have. How about... You, you, so you, you, he's claimed to be the greatest of all time. So if he's the greatest of all time, you shouldn't need to have any hypotheticals. Hypotheticals. Yeah. There should be empirical evidence set in stone that shows why he's the greatest of all time. You, you can't be like... You can't have selective uh, judgment. Like No. So if, if, if you're going to say MJ would have learned to shoot... You have to, okay, how many other players are you going to apply that rule to? Yeah. Can, can I do that with Magic? Can I do that with Larry? Can I do that with other players? Can, can I say that players from this era, if they were in the 90s, would have adjusted yeah. the 80s to the 90s, defense? Physical defenses, you know what I mean? It just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Why? So I don't know why you just, you, you say, would have, did. Did, did, is, did is a more he had legitimate a argument. Three point line. For 13 years, okay. The, the three-point line was introduced in 1979, okay. Like when he, MJ was got when he was in grade 10, MJ, three years before he entered the draft, he had he learned how to shoot. He he was like, oh wow, this thing will get me more points, but he didn't shoot. And it's, it, it's apparently it's my fault for someone who doesn't believe MJ's the go. It's my fault for not uh, making allowances for him. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's. It's my it's a fault through fault of mine. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you rather to like I mean have like someone like you know Curry who obviously has learned the three and when you have someone like Curry and that can just like get a sixty piece in three quarters and just sit the fourth quarter out where MJ with the shot clock eating twos is is gonna have you at the, the at tied at the end of the near the end of the game you know and you don't want to put your team in, in that position in that such a desperate position all the time. Yeah, like MJ just. He, he's 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 not a very efficient player. People say, "Oh, his field goal percentage is good," but but field a field but field goal percentage is somewhat um, of a mistelling stat because if you take five five mid range shots, okay, and you get you get uh, you make them all ten points. 100% field goal percentage, okay? And then and then a player, an NBA player, takes five three-point shots, makes four of them. Or 80%. Yeah, eight, he's, got 80, he's got 12 points. Yeah. He's got 12 points. It's true. 80%. Yeah. He's got always got a field goal percentage. He's not, he's not, yeah, yeah, but like that's because he shoots threes. Yeah, more efficient. Yeah. So like whenever you say, whenever you like, oh, MJ had, whatever you, you here, here's a little science experiment for anyone who hates you can look up any any signature game by MJ, playoffs, regular season, whatever. You can be like, oh, yeah, this many points on this percent shooting. Just see how many shots he took. I guarantee you it's over, let's say he gets 50, but over 28 shots every time. 29, th so many shots. It's just, it's inferior to players in this generation. It's not even close. All right, guys. I think that's. I think we should call it there. Yeah. I really hope everyone enjoyed the very first episode of the Ball Realist podcast, guys. I really enjoyed this. Until next podcast, guys. Uh, happy hoops. We hope this helps. Hope, hope this, this helps. helps.